My name is Matt Rappelt, and you are tuned in to Local Music Live, broadcasting from Counterpoint Brewing here in Kitchener, Ontario. First of all, thank you so much for releasing this song. It's such an interesting tune, so yeah. captivating, such a great track. And we have Rich, we have Bo, we have Marty around the table. That's who I'm thanking. And we're going to get into this great song. So you painted a great picture for us. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into this track. Let's get into Sasquatch. Yeah. Let's do it. Believe it. <laughs> Believe it, baby. Uh, so obviously the song is called Sasquatch. Sasquatches are mythical creatures. You painted a whoa, great... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mythical creatures? Uh... I mean, have you seen one? Well, just this Friday uh, at our show, The Yeti. It's true. There was a sighting. We got a few people, a few witnesses. You're going to have to take me out to see the Sasquatch. I think so. <laughs> they just well, have to come see into... another show. What, uh, what made you want to write about this particular subject? Yeah, well, the um, personally, I've, I've, I've always been fascinated in uh, the paranormal, cryptozoology. Um, I was a huge fan of uh, Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell back in the day, if you ever listened to that. Um, and I just, I love the idea of these cryptids, the, uh, you know, these, these mythical or not mythical uh, creatures and how they really serve as metaphors for different parts of the human psyche. Um, and the song Sasquatch is really our first step into that. And you'll notice there's only really one reference to Sasquatch in the song, and that's in the chorus, mm -hmm. where we're inviting you to come and dine, come and, ha come and eat with Sasquatch and their friends. Is that also um, a metaphor? It's, it is, yes. Yeah. So the idea of the song is about open-mindedness and just about being ready to embrace things that yeah, you might not be able to have first-hand experience of. I'm, I can often be a very cynical person. And so it's, it's reminding me and imploring others to join me and join us in let's just entertain the possibility that there's something that we're not quite getting here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And also embracing something that you might even be a little bit scared of, right? Exactly. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, a lot of our music comes, back, again, back to that, that sort of growth mindset of, you know, like... You know, and that's the whole kind of believe it tag that we've been really pushing is, is like, again, if you can believe in Sasquatch, you can believe in yourself, you know? Yeah. So why not, right? Sit down and, you know, put that belief back into yourself and you'd be surprised at what you can achieve. Exactly. That's a great positive message. I love it. And I love the lyrics for this song in particular. Um, you sing, Rich, you sing, let the mystery heal you, oh, yeah. believe it. And then you finish the song off with the line, enrich your soul with the unknown. Those are beautiful, beautiful lyrics. Tell me about those lines. What is so enriching or healing about, you know, the supernatural or the unknown or things like that? What is it that wants you to, that makes you want to bring those ideas into music? I mean, personally, I think that a lot of that is about um, dropping your ego, not putting yourself between you experiencing the world so much. You know, it's, it's this idea of, unless you can be open to the possibility that things might not be how you think they are, then how can you really heal yourself? Or how can you really grow as a person? You know, you're in a closed, a closed mindset unless you're open to possibility. And I think a big part of that is being open to things that you might think are ridiculous. Yeah. But that's, that's where you find beautiful, amazing things, you know? It's, it's, uh, you're not always right about everything, right? You're not always right, exactly. Yeah. And there's value, there's value in things that, you know, maybe aren't tangible. Maybe they're not something that you can touch 
Maybe you can't see them, maybe you can't feel them with your senses, but you intrinsically know that there's something worthwhile there. You know, whether it's narrative, whether it's myth, whether it's story, there's something of value in there. Is that something kind of you're trying to impart with the with the song too? I mean, maybe that's for music as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big theme of the band in general. Is um, we're trying to use these these mysteries um, to open up people's minds a little bit and just invite people to to look at things in a different way. Yeah. Do the lyrics come first, or does the music come first? Music always comes first. We're very much a uh, we like to jam, we like to play, and we play really well together. So, you know, it's hard for us to not go through uh, one practice without coming up with a new riff or jam or something. We're like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. You know, so it's always the, you know, the feelings that we're chasing within that music, you know, and then it's like, what do we get from this? Like, what do, what do we feel is coming out of here? Like, do you have any ideas or any, like, thoughts? Like, you know, there's one that came up where it was just, we had the song and it was like, it feels like an alien invasion. And so then we ran with it, and now it's like a song about our buddy getting abducted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, you know, again, it's, it's, it's chasing those feelings and those uh, emotions that we, you know, like to put into our music. And again, like we were saying before, uh, off, uh, off, off the radio here, but we were saying, you know, doing things that, oh, I forgot, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you, we can always come back to it. No worries. We got, a, we got another 25 minutes here, oh, so right. happy to come back well, to a it. A song like Sasquatch, I mean, what the lyric writing process in the band is quite often I'll think of something and it'll be, maybe it might be a line or a word or just a feeling, and then we'll, we'll jam the song and then we'll go outside. Sometimes I might, have, I might just sit there and write a whole song, you never know, but then we'll go outside and we'll, we'll look at it together and we'll break it down. And often we'll run with the song for a few weeks. And then as the, as the singer, you know, you, you kind of have to be the, the lightning rod of the emotions. And if the emotions aren't hitting you right with the words, then you can't really sing it. And so I'll come back and say, guys, you know, I wrote this verse, but we're getting rid of it. And then we'll just on the spot come up with something together. And it's, it's a really beautiful organic process. Everybody, is, everybody has, the, has an input. It's really a feeling that we're all trying to described together so it's yeah. uh, it's a really beautiful process it's great that, can, that it can be so collaborative yeah, and, and I mean, it's just also fun right we, <laughs> we like to have fun when we're playing and writing and all that so that's, that's good i mean honestly you wouldn't want to be in a band that would be no fun <laughs> no that's truly the most important thing and i say that seriously right yeah. i mean as yeah. musicians it's no fun playing in a situation or playing in a you know in a, 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 a in a band where no one's having having and no one's enjoying it so it's yeah. so important. It's so nice that you're able to be together, work collaboratively, and enjoy each other's company and enjoy each other's creative processes. Yeah. Walk me through this song. So the music came first. Yep. What was going on with the riffs? What was going on with the arrangements that sort of made you have that lightning rod strike saying, this is something special? Well, it was one of those, like... The, the composition of like the guitars and stuff is actually... So I actually wrote this guitar song on guitar, and I had these riffs that I had for a long while before I ever met these guys. And, um, you know, as we started jamming, it was just like, we're just throwing out ideas now. Like, what do you have? Like, what ideas can we work with? And it was like, oh, let's try this one that we've been playing with. And, you know, me and Marty had jammed on it a number of times. And it was like, yeah, it's there, but something not quite right about it. And then one day, Marty just kind of showed up and was like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> and then he busted out that drum, that the, the drums that you hear in the verse there, and it was like, whoa, this totally changes this song, man. Yeah. And uh, and then it just kind of went from there, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Rich put on the 
beautiful vocals. Yeah, that, that was a yeah. song that they sent me for my audition. Yeah. yeah. They just said, oh, we've written this. And so I, uh, I'd hummed around with a couple of them. And then that was a song that the chorus came straight away. And as they did the idea of just singing along with that bass and guitar. Um, yeah, it, again, it, it, I love this song. One of the reasons I really am so happy and proud that this is our first release is that it's a song that really has input and personality from all three of us. You know, it's that, all of that guitar and bass Bo wrote. And then Marty came and gave the, gave the song an atmosphere and a vibe. And then I was lucky enough to come along and just sprinkle a, a little bit of uh, direction on top. And It's always yeah. nice when things come organically like that because it's not always the case, right? There's yeah. a lot of times where, as musicians, you're, you have an idea, a kernel there, but it's just hard to get, it's hard to, to crack the shell. You know, you have to spend a lot of labor, a lot of effort trying to figure out how can we, you know, burst this out and get to what's really at the, at the, at the inside of this kernel of an idea. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when that, you don't have to spend that energy. When you yeah. sit down and hear the track and the lyrics just sort of pour out yeah. or the drum just comes to you and it's like, oh, that's perfect. It could not have possibly been anything else now that we have that. It's a beautiful thing. It's, yeah, it's and I mean, that's always that. been like a big thing about us doing this. You know, we all have good experience being in bands and, you know, again, coming back to that, like us just having open freeform jams and like every practice, like, we realized pretty quickly that we can do this and we can do it really well. And so, you know, doing things organically and together was always the way that we wanted to do it. You know, we weren't really big into, you know, someone just writing a whole song and being like, okay, learn it. You know, that was never any of our styles, you know, and it just doesn't feel right doing it that way. Again, if you're in a band and you're working with these people, like, the only way it gets better is by having everybody's input in there. You know, if it's one person, it's just going to get stagnant and it's just going to be like, oh yeah, I know what you're going to make up, you know, but you have all these different ideas and it's like, you're inspiring him with his thing and then he sings something you're like, ooh, maybe I could play that on bass and then the bass starts playing. He's like, well, if you're going to play that, then I got to change up my drums, you know? And it's so, it's, it, it is really nice having the, that organic thing. It's, it's, again, it's always been something for us and we feel it's like one of our biggest strengths in coming out here doing this. That's great. Thanks for sharing the process of it. And I have to say, I told you off air that I did a bit of a deep dive today into, uh, into Kroka, and I found this, your SoundCloud <laughs> on which you have a demo version of this song. Uh-oh. It's, I mean, I, was, I loved listening to demos because I love hearing the, like, the process of going from idea to finished product. So I have asked Allison, our wonderful sound engineer here, to pull up the demo. Allison, do you got it ready? Let's take a listen to the demo of Sasquatch, which I think is just called Squatch, right? Yeah. Just Squatch, yeah. So here we go. You just heard a demo of Kroka's brand new single, Sasquatch. The demo was called just 
Squatch. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks so much for, I mean, being here and talking about this. We're so lucky to have you to share this perspective on the tune. Thank and you. what I noticed from this demo is, you know, bands have a lot of different philosophies when it comes to recording demos. You have, you know, one guitar with a voice note. You have, you know, it's going into the studio, kind of figuring stuff out as you go in the studio. This demo seems to have most of the same pieces, most of the same chunks in there. It seems like pretty close, aside from the production quality. Tell us about like how you come up with a, a demo and then bring it into the studio. What's your philosophy? What's your process for that? Well, we weren't even really planning to necessarily bring this one. I mean, we kind of were, but the demo was really just for us to explore creating the music ourselves. You know, we did all of that ourselves in the jam hall. You know, we rented some mics for the drums and we did all the guitars and all the vocals and everything. So it was really just, again, exploratory for the band to like, you know, what does it sound like when we put this all together? And of course, you know, again, with the experience that we have, doing a little bit of pre-production is always a good thing. So that's why you hear a lot of the same parts is because we already kind of knew what we wanted from it, you know. Um, but yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good collaboratory. Do you bring that demo and like that idea into the the studio? And do you try to replicate that when you're in the studio, or is it something where you go in and you have this in the background and you're like, okay, this is a good foundation, but let's build something yeah. now that we have all these, you know, yeah. extra tools at our disposal? It's more like you know we've got the signpost. The demo is to say, okay this direction that's where we want to go we want to go roughly here um and honestly a lot of the time i think when we're sort of fiddling around with recording things and um we end up just whittling things down a lot you know like you hear there there's a lot more guitar there's all these backing guitars and a lot more atmospheric stuff going on there's there's usually like another three or four layers of vocals and i'm trying to be really fancy and a lot of what we do is after that demoing stage, I think, is when you realize, oh, we're trying to do too much. It's too busy. Let's just strip off as much as we can and get right down to the core of what this song is, what it's yeah. about. You know, it's a, it's a catchy melody on the guitar. It's a great drum beat. And we've got a, a cool, big, kick-ass killer chorus. And let's just not overcomplicate things. And I think that's really useful in, uh, in the That is process. such an interesting idea for me because a lot of times when I've been into the studio and when I've seen other bands go into the studio, it's just like you're in awe of the amount of plugins. You're in awe of the instruments that are there. And there's a really big temptation to want to be like, oh, I have access to all these MIDI instruments. I have access to all these real live instruments. I can sort of add spring reverb through like a 1967, you know, <laughs> box that the, you know, and you want to add all of that stuff in there so it's i'm curious about like you know stripping things back right that's an interesting way of doing it yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think maybe it's been that punk ethic again yeah well i was just about to say that like we're you know we don't want to record something that if you came and saw us live especially being a smaller band that you're like oh something's missing like what is what is what isn't here that is not filling this space or whatever so you know again stripping it back really is just like if you come to see us like that's what you're going to hear, you know, for more or less, you know, like yeah. this is what we want to present to people. And we want to get that real, you know, like we sat in a room and played this, you know, rather than, you know, all these layers and fancy things coming in and, you know, it gets just too much, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I think it, it also for me uh, comes back to the to the blues music rule that you know if you can't make one note sound really good you probably can't a bunch of make a bunch of notes sound really good either right <laughs> absolutely that. absolutely oh, that's a, i think that's great words to live by for artists right yeah. focus on the basics yeah. and also i love the idea of being able to 
go to see you and it's like, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting this passion. I'm getting these instruments. This is what I am going to be getting when I go see a Croca show. Because we have, I've certainly been to shows where you're watching the band and you're like, who is playing that guitar solo? <laughs> there's definitely just a singer, bassist, and drummer. And all of a sudden there's guitars. Where is that coming from? And you realize, okay, it's like, you know, it's just the backing tracks. Yeah. Um, and it can, be dist- it can be something that pulls you away from the intimacy of the performance, yeah. the relationship that you have artists to, to... It kind of feels dishonest at a point, too. Exactly. It's like, you know, yeah. if, if, you're, if you want the guitar to be there, why don't you get a guitarist, you know? Like, uh, if you want to be a two-piece, then be a two-piece. Write it as a two-piece, you know? Fit what you're, what you're trying to go for, you know? If you can't do it while you're playing live, then don't do it, <laughs> you know? It's also, a big it's also just a much more up-close-and-personal experience between yeah. the crowd and the band if you're actually playing together for them. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen to that. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rich, Bo, and Marty for being here and thank like, you. pulling back the curtain and sharing with us about your brand new single. It's a great, great release. I cannot wait. Believe to it. Hear, uh, Believe yes, it. exactly. Believe it. I cannot wait to be uh, hearing more tracks from you. Anything, uh, you know, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we're going to take a bit of a musical break and we're, you're not off the hook yet. Oh, we have a <laughs> dreaded oh. local music live lightning round oh. coming up after the break. Dun, 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 dun. Let's listen now to another new release. This one is from uh, one of our favorites, Adult Recreation Center, a brand new track from them. Uh, Here is the song, Preacher. Preacher. 